This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Coast to coast and across the world, this is Black, White and Rainbow. Your host, Andy Kay. Andy Kay. Coming up on this show... You'll hear mostly Indigenous music, a spotlight on an Indigenous artist from another country and an interview with Saramsar Suri Binsad. Suri, welcome to Black, White and Rainbow. Thank you, Andy. Now, just a little bit about you. You've appeared on So You Think You Can Dance uh, in the movies Brand New Day and The Activist, also on ABC's radio's Speaking Out, just to name a few. You've done festival circuits, TV, theatre, choreography, dance and even opera. So what's your preference? Is it stage or screen? I, th- I, I would like to think it's um, both, but I guess if I had to choose, it would probably be uh, more theatre. Is that because you have a live reaction? Yeah, definitely. It's always a beautiful moment to be actually interact, interact live you know, with the audience. Um, there's nothing like that. Um, what are some of the highlights of working on screen? Um, I guess I get to work with some amazing people and because you can make mistakes and they can fix it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's all in the editing, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're not just a solo artist. uh, What are some of the most important lessons you've learnt from working with others? It's just to always remain humble, you know, no matter what you do. I think a big lesson is, you know, there's always someone bigger and lesser than yourself and just to maintain that balance. Um, because with the theatre world and film world, you can, you know, it does get egotistical as well. And it's about keeping keeping grounded. I think that's the most important thing. And is it difficult to keep grounded because you are so successful? I, I, I mean, know. you're I well accomplished, you're, you're very yeah. prolific. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I struggle with that at all because I, I've been brought up from a very strong family in regards to remaining balanced, you know, because I, I know whenever I go home... And see my family, you know, they know to slap me down too if I ever go over, you know, um, which is a good thing. And I make sure I often see my family as, as much as possible, even though I'm not living, you know, because I live so far away from them. So it's, you know, at least try and make at least one or two trips in, in the year to go, to go see them. And so do you live so far away from them because you're sick of getting slapped down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I think, no, I had no choice um, in regards to my work because... I guess I'm the only performing artist in my family as well. Um, they're all natural performers, don't get me wrong, and they're quite funny, probably funnier than me, to be honest. But I, I was the one that chose to stick to it and, and, you know, and try to make a career out of it. And unfortunately, um, being from the Kimberleys, there's really not much, and, and the Pilbara, I can't forget that, because I was brought up in the Pilbara, but I, my roots come from the Kimberleys. And um, it's, you know, I had to make a career choice, and, and there's really not much there for the arts at all. So I had to move to the city to, to obviously follow my dreams. And Melbourne is the place for it. Oh, big time, yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, but you also travel. Yeah, I do travel a lot. Um, I've been lucky enough to travel overseas as well with my work and, and you know, to see some delights and, and also have, you know, a bit of time out and, and really explore the world a bit, which has been awesome. And, you know, there's no place like home, though, is there? No place like home. Now, um, you've performed a lot. If you could live one performance over again, what would that be? As hard as it sounds for me, and because I actually did struggle with it, I found was So You Think You Can Dance. If I could go back to it and do a couple of things that I knew I was capable of doing, then I would have 
I would have changed that. But obviously everything happens for a reason at, the, at that time and there's no turning back that time. So um, I personally felt like there was some things I, I could have done better and I, I could have approached it in a much more relaxed manner because it's unfortunately that sort of show is always it was very much high in demand, not only from what you see on TV but behind the scenes stuff. And, um, yeah, if I could approach it differently, I would have. But at the same time, I really enjoyed living that time as well. Okay, so you're listening to Black, White and Rainbow with Andy Kay and joining me in the studio is Suri Bintard from the studios of Joy 94.9. Suri, you've been on So You Think You Can Dance as well as in movies, on TV and the list goes on. Now, it's mostly natural talent, but how important is it to rehearse and practice? So important. I cannot reiterate that enough. You know, people who, who think they can just wing something sometimes, it's not the way, um, especially as, a, as someone who, who wants to really get involved as a character or as a, a part of something. It's really important that you do study. You, it's important that you research. Um, I cannot, yeah, I cannot not express that enough because um, the more you get in touch with um, whatever character you're playing or whatever stuff you're doing for a certain part of whatever it may be, um, I always find that you have to make sure you um, really think about making it come to life. And the only way you can is by really looking into it. And you see people who method act, for example. Um, a lot of people become um, a character that they um, that they are portraying, but they're not actually. Um, it's it's like they have to. A part of them feels like they have to uh, live for a time in the the other person's um, in the other person's footsteps, I guess. And a lot of those actors, unfortunately can't switch out of those roles sometimes too. So it's very, very important when learned uh, how to learn to switch off as well. Now, just to go off on the world's biggest tangent, when um, Tom and Katie had their little one, they named it Siri, <laughs> did, were you like, oh, that's deadly, or were you like, oh, B. Arch stole my name? Mm, don't you love it? Um, they made my name famous, but I was a girl. Um, uh, I think it's, it's funny because every time I meet someone and they go, Siri, as in Siri, like uh, Tom Cruise's, Baby, I said, yeah, Tom Cruise couldn't get over me. So, yeah, <laughs> and they actually believe that story too. So, whenever I tell that yarn, I'm like, yeah, I got with Tom Cruise about a, a month before before he had his baby. <laughs> lies, all lies, all lies. But hello, so are the bloody you know magazines that they create. So. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Siri, you've had a lot of encouragement and support during your career. How important is that, and how can you pass it along? I, I guess I've just been brought up with a really, like I said before, a really supportive family. And and my mother was the one that really backed me up in everything I did. Um, it's crazy because a lot of people in general, families, don't think that the arts is the best choice for, for a living. But I guess when my mother, she looked at us all and, and whatever we chose to do, she she supported. And, and a lot of my family were artists anyway. Um, I guess it just runs in our genes, doesn't it, as being an Aboriginal heritage? Because we're all songwriters. We're all, you know, majority of us as are dancers or storytellers or, you know, some form of um, movement, I guess, is what we have in, in embedded in our blood. And I think um, so that's something that I, I was always just, I guess the arts was passionate, was one of my passions and something I felt my Leon and my spirit was... Um, wanting to pursue and it was a calling I guess and it's beyond anything and I, I, I never believed in materialism and I still don't to this day I don't think that that's going to sustain me and make me feel 100% I guess acceptance in myself and just 
I don't have to. I don't feel like I want to be obligated or a conformist in a sense. I just felt like this is this was my calling. I find it very important for, especially if, if whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, um, whether it's just uh, uh, one person down the street going, you know, you you actually got something there. You should pursue it. I think that's so important, especially for those who have dreams to want to do something like this. And you know, and that one little st- uh, stone throw in the water is what causes the ripple effect, and and that's how it can really. Um, affect other people and give them a sense of okay well if if he's doing it or she's doing it then maybe i should give it a go and i i love that idea of having to let the ripple effect take its natural turn now um this year sees the release of the activist can you tell us a little bit about that so the activist was based on basically the the tent embassy um and what happened was um it sort of shows a bit more behind the scenes stuff of what happened and how these guys um you know what they had to go through in order to to make a change. I tr- I guess try to create a betterment for for not only the community but for society. Um, and I got to play um, I guess a fictionalized character that was resembling um, one of the activists at the time. And it was only a small role, um, but it was um, a good role. It was a good media role in regards to um, giving direction for one of the leaders who was actually the the main lead role for the film who's actually a good brother boy of mine, Robbie McGuinness. I didn't see it as um, something that we uh, feel disconnected to in regards to, like, this is, this is what we've been doing for so long in our lives. Like, we are, we've had to fight for survival. We've had to fight for freedom because we had no choice but to, to be able to feel like we exist because we weren't acknowledged. We, we were disregarded. We weren't even considered human beings at the time, you know? Um, so the whole referendum... I guess this is a point of showing the activists and the change in the time of the referendum and um, giving us a voice to be heard. Okay, so that was um, Suri bin Saad talking about the movie The Activist. Thank you very much for coming in tonight, Suri. No worries, Andy, thank you. Uh, are you do you have any plans on releasing any, any music soon? Funny you said that, actually. I'm in the recording right now. I'm producing um, a couple of songs. Okay, when are they due for release? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's been, it's... Pretty much there, the structure's there, and um, I'm about to have a conversation with someone who's who's hopefully going to take it on board. And um, you know, I think it's something that it's very different. It's it's like pop mixed with traditional contemporary. Yeah, I think you'll like it. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm sure you'll have fun making the video as well. Yeah, well, hopefully that that's another thing. And you know, it's, it's there's one song that's a little bit political as well, and it's sort of touching on the aspect of the um, the gas the gas hub they tried to create in Broome at the time. I think they're still trying to push for some stuff to go, you know, against all odds, but hopefully they, our people will still fight against it, which they have. They actually won the first stance in regards to stopping it. So, um, But this, this song is strongly connected to it. Mm. OK, so you, you're listening to Black, White and Rainbow with Andy Kay from the studios of Joy 94.9. Suri, thank you very much. We've been talking with Suri Bin Saad from Broome. Is it Broome? Uh, Derby, actually. Derby. Yeah, um, Nigana people. In the Kimberley. I'm the Nigana, proud Nigana man. Okay, thanks, Suri. Thank you. And Suri is also involved with the production of Sticks and Stones at Federation Square, downstairs at the Deacon Theatre. It's with the Melbourne Playback Theatre Company, and it's on the 27th of May at 6.30pm. 
Now, we're going to go to a song now. In this segment, we feature an Indigenous artist from another country. This time, it's Samuel Adebiyi, or better known as Fefe. He was born to Nigerian parents, and his biggest claim to fame is singing the French version of Wave and Flag for the 2010 World Cup. He sang the French lyrics with songwriter Kanan, who sang in English and is Somalian-Canadian. In 2011, he performed in Sydney with Asha, who we featured here last week. This is Fefe with Shash. come to the end of another show. I just want to thank Suri Bin Saad for coming in and having a chat with us and um, hopefully in the near future he'll be back and co-hosting with me and hopefully live in the studio so you'll be able to send us emails etc and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Hi this is Suri B and you're listening to Black, White and Rainbow. Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.